It is Let's Talk Arts and Entertainment on WMAY. We're back with another episode of State of the Arts with Gus Gordon. How are you doing, Gus? Kevin, uh, all things considered, I'm just fine. Right. The rest of the world, all... I'm not so sure about, but for the moment, all looks good. Yes. Just making it through for the moment. So Seriously. That's, yeah. So there is... And, and there are there are a lot of positive things happening in the world of uh, theater and all sorts of arts and entertainment right. around the community and around the world. We're going to start locally with, uh, I talked the other day with Mackenzie Ashbaugh, who uh, has done some shows here locally. And she's putting on a virtual production of Shakespeare's Midsummer Night's Dream uh, in sort of a, a Zoom uh, format, like we've seen a couple of shows. Yeah. Sure, you did. Uh, the, uh, the Christmas Carol and then, right. of course... Santa's Workshop's Got Talent, so it's it's going to be a Zoom, and it's going to be very laid-back reading. There's going to be some non-traditional casting. It's going to be pretty interesting, uh, and it's going to be uh, just, you know, hey, we want to do this for fun, do some Shakespeare, do some theater, and just have a good time, and I think that's pretty great. Well, it's all about having a good time right now and taking your yeah. mind off of other weightier issues, so good for them. That's great. Yeah, so, and that should be – they don't have a definitive date for it yet, but they are hoping to have it cast by the end of this week, uh, possibly by next week. And then uh, a couple weeks down the road, they're going to read through it and record it. And, you know, everybody, you know, just everybody can brush up on their space, Shakespeare, Shakespeare, brush up your Shakespeare. Uh, so, yeah, so that'll be a lot of fun. I think that's going to be great. Start quoting it now. Yep. Believe it. <laughs> yes. Uh, and, um, also, on parts, I've never, I've never done that show, and it's probably, that's probably not a show that's going to be seen much anymore, just because of its subject matter. Uh, that hits me, Kate. Brush up, yeah. Your oh okay. yeah, yeah. Well, those, those yeah. gangsters in that show, those are those are great character parts. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, it, you know, shows. Well, you know, shows can. I'm sure. And this is something even to discuss a little bit that, I mean, there's some shows that definitely even within the past couple of years all around the world that you, you see them and you're like, this uh, doesn't fly anymore. But, right. you know, maybe maybe there are some shows that if you put even like not not like a warning in front of it, but like this was written at this time and this is how it is and we don't want to censor it or anything. I don't, I'm not sure. But I mean, there's because there are I mean, as time goes on. The more and more shows, and I mean, this is with comedy, this is with anything, what yeah. is deemed acceptable or at the time was acceptable is one of those things where you're like, ah, it, it changes um, from from year to year, from day to day even sometimes. So I don't yeah. know what, how you feel about that, if that's something that may be coming for shows, I mean, when shows come back. I mean, it's I something know. that, you know, a thoughtful person has to pay attention to and be yeah. conscious of how people can react to those those subject matters. Um, I know the recent Broadway revival, um, you know, worked with the book a little bit to try to bring it more up to current male-female relations standards. And, right. um, you know, it's I, 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 I don't think that's a bad thing. I think you, you need to it, – it's a fine line between honoring history and um, making it palatable for a current audience. And we don't want a lot of these shows to disappear, you know, forever. So maybe figuring out ways to present them in a current format is a good idea just to keep them alive. Yeah. Cause there are so many shows that, um, so many that I love, there's so, some that are my favorites, but 
you know, there's there's maybe a character in it or a song or some choice of lyrics that you're like, yeah, you're like uh, even if it's like there's some where it's even when it's like satire where it's just like you know, you know, this still could rub people the wrong way the way it is you know presented. So exactly, exactly. you know, there's one uh right behind me. I don't know where it is. My fair lady, right there with uh, um, which that I mean that's you know the the story of Pygmalion in general, um, right. and sort and sort of the that the happy ending that came with Pygmalion and eventually My Fair Lady, because as in recent years I know has has been one of those that's like, you know that I don't know that I understand that one, um, because the ending has always been a question mark. Yeah. She doesn't come crawling back to Higgins. She no. is her own independent person who has forged her own way. And I think that's how it's always been written. Now, individual companies might have played it as a love story, but it's not a love story. No, it's an abusive relationship. It's, yeah. Right. I mean, right. And, um, that. you know, sometimes you get confused because the music is so grand and romantic and sweeping. It's a beautiful score. Um, yeah. But it, it, they, they're not a couple. No. And it's never been, you know, I don't think that was George Bernard Shaw's intent. And, um, you know, I watched the, the recent Broadway revival and, um, you know, I'd heard that, oh, it was, you know, revisionist and so forth. I didn't see a difference. No, they didn't. Trade in the past for the most part. I mean, a little bit subtly, but there was no major change made they were just very clear on the blocking that, um, again, she was her own person and, and uh, Higgins was a sad guy and he was on his own. Yeah. And that's, that is, you know, how, because I, my fair lady is one of my favorites, but yeah, that's how I've, uh, that's how it came off. Cause I, I remember reading about that saying, Oh, it's yeah. Like it's revisionist and all this, but w- when you, when I, when I saw it, it's like, well, I mean, they kind of just they, they keep true to the, the the book. I mean, they don't really change any of the words around. Yeah, it's just the yeah. staging, which you right. can change around staging in shows. It's not, you know, it's, that that happens all the time. That's sure. usually what revivals are about. Uh, so, but yeah, so I think as we as we go forward in the future, especially with uh, with theater coming back, I think maybe that's something that. And I mean, there are shows that I believe even even before all this happened that we're saying, Hey, this is, you know, this subject material is, you know, it, it is what it is. I mean, I know that's a very cliche saying, but you know, it is what it is. That's, that's how we have to, you know, without just like cutting half the book out and saying, well, this is, you know, the songs well, I, sound I think, good. I think groups have to decide um, if they want to do that show, then, then they do that show. And if they want to rewrite it, then they've created a different show. Then my thought is, well, do a different show if you yeah. want to do this. Do something yeah. that you're comfortable with. Create your own thing. Um, and we're getting a lot of that now. We're getting a lot of new creations. Of, I, I don't really care for some of the, re, the revisals. There's a revival, and then there's a revisal, which really yeah. guts the book and, and changes it. And Frequently, you know, for no reason, except the current author, you know, wants to earn their paycheck. And um, I don't know. It, it's, it's, a, it's a tough conversation. It is, but it's, uh, it's one that you know, it does need to be had and will be being had for, course, uh, yeah, I think. It's a continuing the, conversation. Right, yes. Um, th- there's a couple things also happening around the around the world locally and i mean i you know 
uh, talked with you right before we started recording uh, with the Kennedy Center. I mean, yeah, a long time coming with Dick Van Dyke. I had no idea he hadn't had this recognition. I mean, I know he, he's a Tony and you know multiple award-winning actor, but yeah, that he's being honored finally at the age of ninety-five. As you ninety-five, said. and you know they're they're holding this in May and. You know, at 95, you, you really hope that he stays with us. Uh, yeah. Receive that wonderful honor because he is so deserving. He has provided, you know, we have so many treasures. Mel Brooks, yeah. Betty yeah. White. Um, are Mary Poppins. Like, right there. Yep, exactly, exactly. Julie Andrews, of course. Oh, um, yeah. Those other folks have been uh, honored in the past. I know Mel Brooks was. Uh, I don't think Betty White has received the Kennedy Center honor, but she has certainly been revered and you know every time i see a picture of betty white on facebook and there was one yesterday yeah i saw it it's It's like like, no please no yeah it's like oh she celebrates her 99th birthday i'm like oh good that's amazing she's you know such an amazing performer um and you know so beloved And, and mel brooks the same way we lost so many greats last year but you know it's it's the circle of life, I guess it's, it, it is hard, but it's just the way things go. And Carl Reiner, you know, was someone I really enjoyed and liked. And of course he wrote and created the Dick Van Dyke show. Yeah. And he was on it a couple times too. Yeah. I no, think. he played uh, yeah. Alan Brady, the boss. And, yeah. uh, and of course the, the show was kind of based on his own life, but he didn't want to play the lead in it. And they, they put uh, Dick Van Dyke in there and he had already had his uh, hit with Bye Bye Birdie. So he was a rising star. Oh yeah, um, it just catapulted him. And you know, looking back at clips of Dick Van Dyke and Mary Tyler Moore, I don't know many guys my age don't who don't think, boy, that's a what, that's kind of what I was hoping life would be like when I grew up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I guess I'm beyond glad that he he among the several people that are going to be honored uh, that he's being honored there. And you said Debbie Allen is another yeah. one. Who's uh, I saw her years ago in the revival of Sweet Charity on Broadway, and she was fantastic. Nice. It's great. Uh, Garth Brooks is also being uh, honored. Um, Joan Baez in Midori Goto. Um, I hope I pronounced that properly. But they're all, they're all going to be honored, and the, the celebration will take place in uh, May of May 17th, it looks like. Um, yeah, there'll be um, the gala will be modified to meet safety protocols with a series of smaller events for reduced audiences to take place over the course of a week, beginning on May seventeenth, and then I guess it'll be broadcast in in some form as an edited edited piece later. Nice. All right. Well, that's that's great. Yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to that. That's always a those are always great and always so much fun to fun to see. And right. So that that'll be. And great, great to see everybody honored. There's um, a couple. There's uh, a couple things also coming up. Um, and bef- before I get to that, uh, I'm sure you read that. Of course, like many people, especially a lot of artists, are completely out of work. Uh, Broadway actors and actresses, and uh, the show Law and Order SVU, which has been yes. running a long, long time, but has a lot of people. Uh, they they cast guest stars all the time to play uh, the you know a, a, a dad or a, a killer or whoever, but. Uh, but they they said they are hiring as many Broadway actors as they can to give them work during this time, and I think that's great. Yeah, that's very cool. You know, a lot of them will not get health insurance if they haven't worked. And yeah. so almost a full year has gone by, so a lot of these New York actors, Broadway actors, off-Broadway actors, 
are in danger of losing their health benefits. So the creators of Law & Order or the producers of Law & Order have decided that they want to try to do this. And it's a badge of honor for Broadway actors when you look at their credits and their bios. Most of them have said, I've been on you know, Law & Order, Law & Order SVU, or what's the other one? What was the other one? Um, um, there was a, uh, criminal Intent was one of them. Yeah. For Maloney, too. Yeah. Um, yeah. I have a friend who um, has appeared... Uh, in several shows on Broadway, he was part of our gala. His name is Jimmy Walton. And in mm -hmm. his bio, he proudly, well, he doesn't proudly state, he, but he states in his bio that he's never appeared on an episode of Law and Order. <laughs> <laughs> it was very funny, but now maybe he'll get his chance. Yeah, maybe he can. Uh, yeah. Oh, that's Yeah, there's so, yeah. that's And that is, um, yeah, th and th that is a, a great, I mean, there's, I mean, people make as many, you know, jokes they want to about it, but I mean, everybody knows it. Everybody knows the theme song. Everybody knows the bum bum. Yeah. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, no, it's great. And it's, it's great that, you know, any, any work they're getting is great. Like you said, you know, they lose yeah, their they've insurance. Been doing that for years. They've been oh, yeah. Broadway actors and, and New York based actors for years. And, um, you know, I, again, I'm, I'm really, interested in how many shows are handling this. Uh, my wife and I were watching uh, This Is Us this week, and it's in, they're, they're very concerned about making sure that they drop little comments in there like, oh, I'm so glad that we, um, you know, you socially distance or that you were in quarantine for two weeks before you came to see me. They keep yeah. dropping those little, you know, lines in there so that the audience feels a little more comfortable that there are three actors in the scene that none of them are wearing a mask or whatever it is. But, um, you know, some of them are figuring out ways to do this, but I don't know what the current situation in L.A. I think a lot of – we talked about that last time. A yeah. lot of production is bound to stop. Yeah, so uh, – But New York, I think, is doing a little better. Yeah, it's it's Ooh. there. Taking it day by day, I guess. I right. mean, it, like I said, you know, Dr. Fauci says that uh, if people follow the guidelines – get vaccinated, keep their distance, mask up, then uh, productions will be able to go on by fall of this year. So sure. if people follow directions, maybe we can have theater again. Can have nice things. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the, one of the big things that I'm really excited about is the movie adaptation of Spamalot is now yeah. on the books at Paramount. Casey Nicola, who directed the Broadway production um, will be directing the movie version, and it will feature a screenplay by Eric Idle. Nice. There we go. Yeah. So it'll be mm -hmm. really interesting. Now, I, there are probably a lot of lot of uh, Monty Python um, nerds that want to, and I might include myself in that category. Me too. Yep. Talking about their dream casting, oh, who would be good in this? And, I, you know, I don't know. I haven't given it a lot of thought yet, but who would be yeah. really good right now in that movie? <sighs> Mm, I, I I'm guessing because I saw I mean I've seen I saw the tour of Spam a lot when it came through a couple of years ago and right. um, Eric Idle played the voice of God and like did the announcement at the beginning so I assume him uh, and or John Cleese will have some sort of a uh, role in it. Um, it'll be I interesting. I, oh, yeah. you know, living members of the group uh, to have some kind of cameo or something would be wonderful. Um, yeah. You know, some of the Broadway performers might still be up for the task. David Hyde Pierce being one. 
Uh, yeah. I don't think Tim Curry, who played King Arthur on Broadway, um, I don't think he's up to it anymore. If, um, with his, you know, with his sense of humor, though, I, I wonder if they'll put him in there and he'll do something. I mean, I don't know, but um, you know, he could even be the. They honor those people by making him a part of the. Of oh. The production. Oh yeah, he could even be the voice of God or something, or he could he yeah, or he could be the he could be the historian if they if they add in um elements from also the original movie. I guess the historians in the musical too. He'd be like the historian at the beginning or something, you know. Well, right when it'll be fun to look forward to. Yeah, so because because like, I love I mean I love the movie Monty Python and the Holy Grail. I mean my my dad and I we own the. Uh, the 16 disc box set of the TV show. We used to watch that all the time. Uh, and so, and I love life of Brian, uh, you know, so, and I think there's, that's, a, that's a movie. The, um, the spam a lot, the upcoming spam a lot movie is one. I know people are going to be like, I can't believe they're, you know, the people are going to be like, they're remaking this movie, but it's like, no, they're adapting the musical, which is right. also written by Eric Idle. So it's, it's not, you know, it's their, it's their project, you know, the Holy Grail is still going to be out there. Of the other members, it should yeah. be. Said. Yeah. They they didn't want to be a part of it, but they realized they could make a lot of money from it. So oh, yeah. I think they say lovingly ripped off from. <laughs> um, and I and I said something incorrect. Uh, Casey Nicola was the original choreographer of the Broadway production. Mike okay. Nichols, the late Mike Nichols, was the director. But Casey Nicola will be directing the movie version. So. Just, uh, you know, he did um, The Prom on Broadway, and he just choreographed the Netflix version of that. So he's making that transition from stage to screen and, uh, you know, in some pretty high-profile projects. Very nice. Well, that'll be good to see, I'm sure. Uh, all the, and, of course, I know I still haven't seen all of The Prom, but I did. I have seen, uh, I have seen many clips from it, whether they be in reviews of it or uh, just clips that I've looked up on YouTube. And, yeah, the choreography is great, so I'm sure that he will be uh, doing a great job with, uh, with Spamalot. Yeah. So I, enjoyed, I enjoyed The Prom. Um, we watched this week, we watched the Ratatouille TikTok musical. Nice. And, you know, it was cute. Um there were some really good tunes in there. And of course you had Titus Burgess and Wayne Brady and, and um, Adam Lambert and uh, Kevin Chamberlain. And who else was in that? Um, oh, come on. There are a few more that I can't remember. Yeah. Let me pull up. Uh, the young lady from the Disney channel shows. I forget her name. Park. Um, um, Allison Park, maybe. I don't know. Let me let me pull up the cast list. Actually, let yeah, me see here. Cast list for me. Well, I well I stammer and yammer here for a second. But it was <laughs> You're good. You know, for what it was. It was really pretty great. And how cool for these young TikTok, um, you know, composers to have their work performed and orchestrated by Broadway talent. And um, you know, who knows where it'll lead to? Who knows if Disney's officially behind it? But you know, some of the songs were really good and, and would fit into a Disney show. Oh, yeah. And I think that's definitely one that um, once we can do shows on stage again, I think that's that's probably they're going to I can tell they're going to be adapting it into a, a stage play that or even another, you know, they'll make like a live movie adaptation. So, yeah, it's um, Ashley Park is the actress's name. And they are. Yeah. The other uh, Andrew Feldman, Mary Testa, uh uh, Andre, Andre DeShields and Priscilla Lopez. Who is brilliant. Who is brilliant. And there's a lot of fun in this. Yeah. 
yeah so yeah that's um yeah no i'm excited to see what um because that i think that's uh that you know this it's interesting you know it's like this is just the beginning of it this is like it's it's almost like like with the videos they put out on TikTok or almost like the, the the like the out of town tryouts that you would have for a show normally where you're kind of workshopping it and then this is like their yeah. their premiere. It's really cool. So yeah, I, I can't wait to see where this musical goes. Uh, and speaking of Wayne Brady, there's another uh, there's another event you were talking about that is coming up that people will be able to watch online as well. Right on Playbill online. No, that's Playbill. Playbill. dot com online. Yeah. Uh, Tina Fey, Wayne Brady, Jessica, uh, Jennifer Hudson, Audra McDonald, they're all part of this event. It's a gala for the Educational Theater Foundation's upcoming Theater Alive virtual gala. And that's going to be streaming on January 28th at 7.30 Central Time or 8.30 Eastern Time. But um, it's, it's, you know, to increase access to theater education in schools nationwide. And it's an all-star roster of talent. Of course, Wayne Brady, I think, is brilliant. I'm, you know, that's one of the things we try oh, yeah. to do. And they're in repeats now, but we love to watch um, Whose Line Is It Anyway? And we marvel yeah. each week at how brilliant he is. He's just one of the most clever people I've, I've ever seen. And um, Audra McDonald is a goddess, of course. And Jennifer oh. Hudson is wonderful as well. And Tina Fey, I think, is is brilliant. So what a fun thing just to see them as a part of that. I don't know if they're going to be performing, but they're going to be raising money and supporting, you know, theater education in schools. So that's a good cause and good talent. Yes, and I'll be definitely looking forward to that. I think that'll be great, a good thing. And yes, very a lot of talented people, a lot of great people. going to be a good time. That is the 28th. You can watch it at Playbill.com. Uh, make sure that you follow up with, um, if you are on Facebook, uh, get in contact with with Mackenzie uh, Ashbaugh about the production of Shakespeare's Midsummer Night's Dream because there is no memorizing. You can just read the words um, on the page. I mean, you know, acting, of course, but you can, you know, it's, it's you know, because I, I told a story uh, uh, when I was interviewing her when I auditioned for Tartuffe, which isn't Shakespeare, but I did a Shakespeare monologue and ooh. I did not do a good job memorizing it. And uh, I was like, well, so, you know, you don't have to have that worry. I mean, it's so it's it's great. So make sure uh, read through it a couple of times first, because it's 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 tough language. but Yeah. But so so, about these Zoom shows is you can have the script up on your computer screen. Oh, yeah. Looking mainly at the camera, you know, Mm -hmm. computer, but you can also be reading a little bit. Now, everyone knows that, and probably, you know, when we're talking, I look down to check out some articles and to, to double-check some information I'm spewing. Um, oh, yeah. I got it's, stuff right here. It's cool that you can have the script right here, right right here in front yep. of you while you're while you're doing this. Yeah, so that so that that that'll be cool, and so you guys want to make sure you get in contact with her about that. Uh, and so, Gus, thank you so much, Watson, for joining me. We'll do this again soon, and we will. Uh, yeah. See you soon, and stay we'll safe, see- everybody. Yes, stay safe. We'll see you soon. It is. Let's talk arts and entertainment on WMAY. <laughs>